As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is God in Chicago, a year-long journey through the neighborhoods of this city to see if I can find some light in the darkness. My name is Deji. Thanks for joining me on this quest to answer one simple question. Where is God in Chicago? Week 16 of my journey brought me to the River North section of downtown Chicago, to the corner of Wabash Avenue and Erie. It's a warm and sunny summer morning as I board the train headed into the city. The canyon streets of the Loop are quiet as I walk by the closed office towers, banks, coffee shops, and upscale clothing boutiques. I pass by the occasional family or small group of tourists who are taking photos of the surrounding architecture and making their way to visit the sky deck at Willis Tower. The pace picks up as I exit the L into the river north section of downtown which is comprised of the blocks behind the city's famous magnificent mile stretch of Michigan Avenue. People are sitting outside coffee shops and packing luggage into the back of SUV taxis that are parked in hotel entrance driveways. As I approach, the exterior of this building looks like a library on an Ivy League campus or the entrance to a large museum. A quick bit of research online revealed that this building was constructed nearly 100 years ago by a professional organization for surgeons, and it was designed in the French Renaissance style. And that makes sense because this is exactly the kind of structure that one would imagine a group of doctors building one block away from the Magnificent Mile. This is an impressive space. The dark hardwood floors on the main level are flanked by theater-like gallery seating areas on the sides, and a mezzanine level above them. The walls are decorated with ornate gold-plated moldings and sculptures. Dark wooden panels along the base of the walls give way to Roman columns and a large stained glass window at the center of the wall behind the main stage. Continuing up, the four walls form an octagon as they ascend to a large dome at the center of the building, high above the floor where padded seats have been arranged in two sections of seven rows. As I take my seat on the main level of the hall, I looked around at the young professionals, college students, and parents of young children who were assembled. The people here seemed not only to know each other, but to be at the same place in life. One person came over to me, shook my hand, introduced himself, and chatted with me for a bit. A few moments later, someone else came over and also greeted me and introduced himself. 
As the event began, a nine-person band led the audience in a series of songs. A little while later, a few families came to the front stage with their young children to engage in a short ceremony where they publicly declared their commitment to raising their children with godly values. There were five to ten minutes set aside for the audience to greet each other, and then the main speaker came to the podium on the front stage. He opened his talk with a sentence that I have not heard anywhere else on my journey so far. He said, quote, Try to think about the darkest day of your life. End quote. Given the part of the city we were in, given the group of people who comprised the audience on this morning, a conversation about trying times, difficult circumstances, and trials and tribulations was the last topic I expected to hear addressed. So, I felt like the speaker was in my head listening to my thoughts when he said, quote, Don't be surprised when life takes a turn you did not expect. What can often happen is we think everyone else's life is shiny and all together. End quote. This, I think, is the main way that we get in the way of people who are trying to find God. The perception that people who claim to know God think they are perfect often lead other people to conclude that God is like the owner of an exclusive club where the perfect are allowed to enter, the average are ignored, and the struggling are ridiculed. So I thought it was powerful that the speaker chose to frame his talk by speaking about the common and routine nature of our struggles in life. He said, quote, I'm glad difficulty is behind me, but more than likely another trial will come. Your circumstances can change. Don't be surprised because trials are coming. End quote. The speaker's talk revolved around a story from the Bible where three young people from a community that had been recently invaded and overtaken stood up for their beliefs, opposed the ruler of the invading nation, and found themselves on the hot seat, literally. By choosing this particular section of the Bible, in some ways the speaker is acknowledging that not all trouble is the same. Some bad things happen as acts of God, weather disasters, famines, floods, droughts, storms, earthquakes, etc. However, some bad things happen because you did what you thought was right. You stood up for your beliefs, particularly your belief in what God wanted you to do, and someone in a position of power over you got upset. Although the speaker did not articulate this perspective in his talk, I saw his words as a perfect way to engage so much of what is going on in this moment. I appreciated the speaker's framework of how to think about tough times when he said, quote, Half of our problem is that we don't expect the trial. The other half is that we take our eyes off of the one God who can deliver. End quote. Here, as at other points during my journey, we hear someone contending for a view of God as being actively concerned about and engaged in the lives of humans. He continued, quote, Our faith has to be in God and not in the outcome. When we make the outcome our focus, we make God an idol. End quote. I could do a whole separate podcast series about this quote. For many of us, how we understand God is directly connected to what we believe God has done or has not done for us, for our loved ones, or for humans in general. We all participate in this to some degree, whether by our disappointment in a prayer that has gone unanswered or by our disappointment in human suffering that has gone unanswered. 
What does it mean to have faith in God and not in a desired outcome? I mean, don't we have faith in God to do something? Particularly when we find ourselves in trouble that has been created by opposing the ruling leaders of the societies we live in, aren't we exercising faith that God will intervene in what would otherwise be a deadly outcome? All these questions ran around in my mind as the speaker continued. He then offered the following thought as a way to think about how God shows up in tough times. He said, quote, God does not save them from the fire. He does not prevent them from going into the fire. He saves them in the fire, through the fire, by going into the fire. There is room in the fire for God. End quote. That was the 16th in a series of meditations from my year-long citywide journey to find God in Chicago. This has started as a one-person journey. I hope it doesn't end that way. Looking to build and connect with people across the city to discover and demonstrate the existence of God and the presence of God in this city during these challenging times. Join me and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud. You can go to soundcloud.com forward slash God in Chicago or just type in God in Chicago in the SoundCloud app. We're also on Apple Podcasts, so you can go to Apple Podcasts on your iPhone app and open that up and type in God in Chicago and we'll come up. Or feel free to send us an email. Email address is godinchicago at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Be well.